Broadcasting from high atop a national monument in Rapid City, South Dakota, this is the Mount Rushmore Podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined as per usual by my good friends Richard and Michael. Howdy. These guys, they like to debate and deliberate the most ubiquitous of any given topic, and this week's topic is chosen by me, and it is the Mount Rushmore of big hair. Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. As a guy who is 50 years old and is rapidly going through a hair reassignment process, that's where the hair that was formerly on my head is going to other parts of my body, such as my back Nailed it. or my ears or the upper part of my buttocks. Uh, I envy those people with long flowing locks that are on their head and are able to do fabulous things with it. And this doesn't have to be long and flowing locks. It's just big hair. And which you guys wants to start? I'll kick it off. Okay. Um, the Easter Bunny. No, I might have... <laughs> wait. I misspelled. I oh, my God. I might have gotten... <laughs> wait, you didn't... Just, Richard, you didn't do H-E-R-R, did you? <laughs> the big hair. The big No. The big uh, air. The biggest... The biggest of everything. Biggest personality. Biggest smile. The lovely Miss Dolly Parton. Oh my! The biggest, God. wonderful choice. The biggest of hair on top of her five foot one head. She is. That is double points because that was a submission from Ooh. one of our uh, longtime listeners, and that is Anderson Dadu uh, also submitted a Dolly Parton. Uh, as one of his choices, Sue, right on. We were going back and looking at pictures of the wonderful Miss Dolly Parton, and she has just always rocked a big bouffant hairstyle yeah. from the... Even when she was young, and it was probably her real hair. Yeah, up until the point where she's wearing wigs, which yeah. she admits now. Mm-hmm. It's She always had big hair and always changed the big hair to whatever... Mm-hmm. Role she was in, whether she was in movies yeah. or whether she, um, you know, the big hair of the '80s was very different from like the beehivey big hair of the '60s and '70s. But man, could she constantly pull it off? And yeah. I don't know if it's just that big hair on a small frame with big everything else, mm-hmm. and she's just—you mean like a big personality? She's got s- big voice. She's yeah. got a big. Personal. Big vibrato. Uh, yeah, we saw her at the Hollywood. You Bowl. saw her? Wow, I've seen her too. I saw really? Her wow. Oh wow. And she is just this amazing performer at seventy mm-hmm. years old, but still got that hair on top. Mm-hmm. Still got that hair. The bigger the hair, the hair closer, closer to God. God yeah. There you go. What What do you think distinguishes her big hair from other? It's big kind of Nashville hair, ain't mm-hmm. it? Or it was all also big kind of big in the sixties. The hair got hair got big in the sixties too. Yeah, I I think that. It's kind of like I said, it just kind of evolved with her. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of my choices on here, man, they have had the exact same hair yeah. ever since they were put on this earth. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess that's just what you do. But this is something that I think she has a very manicured image, a very yeah. quaffed personality. She projects exactly what she wants to project. Mm-hmm. Like, but you look at her and you, you see something very. I wonder what she's like out of. Yeah. She's adorable, and I don't want to hear anything else. Out of, yeah. I mean, because she is all Fight tatted me. up from. She's all sleeves, all across the rest of her <laughs> body. Total tats. Yeah. Seriously, but like 
but not on stage. On stage, she's still that country girl with the big hair. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think that she she was the first person I thought of when you threw this topic out. Oh, sorry. Right? Just like oh, yeah. this. I don't know. There's everything about her is big, 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 big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The backwoods Barbie persona. I mm-hmm. think someone she cultivated as a young singer uh, and performing at on and road shows and wagon shows and Grand Ole Opry. Yeah, for someone that is you know five foot nothing. Yeah. To stand out, you need oh yeah everything yeah to be popular. And her name her name's not like Lisa Parton; it's Dolly mm. Parton. So I can see that she does not have sleeves, by the way. I just looked this up. <laughs> I will defend you. I will defend her. Pretty sure she has tattoos, but she does not have sleeves. Okay. Well, the point is, she is she is all inked up. <laughs> all right. So uh, coming out swinging uh, with Dolly Parton. Uh, we can stay with music for my first choice. Oh, okay. Uh, my first choice are the B-52 girls. Oh, I love it. Uh, Cindy Wilson and Kate Pierce. Mm-hmm. We were talking about wigs. Yeah. Um, literally a song called Wig that they have, yeah. which is about how awesome wearing wigs are. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and for the B-52s, I mean, partially the band was kind of named after the Beehive hairdo. Mm-hmm. And the wigs were, their wigs were as much a part of the aesthetic as of the band as anything else that was happening. Yeah. You know, they physically they had this Jetson sort of hips quasi hipster, but kind of quasi futuristic look. And okay. For the rest of the episode, you have to do it in the voice of Fred Schneider. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, and so that really made him stand out from... Where is Fred Schneider if, ever? If you, <laughs> if you go, uh, if you go on in. stage and karaoke, Rudy you can karaoke anything in the voice yes. of Fred Schneider, and yeah. you're going to get a great response. I can be up there singing Common People. I'm not going to... No. My feelings are hurt now. I'm sorry. So, very good, Fred Schneider. Thank you very much. Um, but I think this whole look kind of made them stand apart from yeah. like... As much as their music made them stand apart from other new wave bands, mm-hmm. their look did. Because if you think about other female artists that were in new wave at the time, it was like <sighs> Chrissy Hind and um, uh, Debbie Harry from mm-hmm, Blondie mm-hmm. or The Runaways. They had a very tough kind of mm-hmm. or you know look to them. A lot of mascara, a lot of leather. Well, it very yeah. and then with the Debbie Harry thing, kind of a very modern, yeah, almost more of a throwback to like French new wave. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just look different and it, it was sort of a signpost that, Hey, if you're going to see the B-52s, you're going to get something different than yeah. probably any other band that's out there. And the, the wigs have just become, become them. Yeah. I mean, you think of the B-52s, you think these giant beehive wigs, you know, Cindy Wilson with the one that's got like this bird cage mm-hmm. on top that she used to do for a long time. And even though they're, I mean, they're in their kind of like Dolly Parton, you know, they're in their sixties now. Sixties and seventies. Yeah. Yeah. And they're still out there. Every, you know, tour in the country with their big ass wigs, and I just respect the hell out of them. I am a, I am even more so than I'm a fan of their music. I'm just a fan of them. Yeah, personally. Yeah. yeah. As a kid, uh, searching for an identity, getting into adolescence, and seeing how, uh, seeing punk and seeing new wave and seeing some of these postures that I could attempt to adopt but would not have done successfully. The B-52s were a great uh, representative of this goofy kind of world that you could occupy and still be a performer and a rock star. And and I think what we finally saw when they were on MTV was maybe a little bit upscale of the version that they probably wore in, a- in Athens, Georgia, which was thrift store crap. 
you know, right. that, that was available. It was probably the cheapest clothes they could buy. And the cheapest wigs. The cheapest wigs. And, and I also love, uh, as a band that had a very, uh, they were definitely allies, Fred Schneider and, and the original drummer, I think, was, was gay. Um, they definitely had... So Cindy um, Wilson. Well... Oh, is she the original drummer? No, but she is gay. Oh, she is gay. Okay, they definitely. I definitely felt like the wigs, even as worn by women, were a statement of drag because they were they were putting on this character that was kind of like these these otherworldly uh, women that might have been in, in a in a uh, Ed Wood space movie or something yeah. like that, or their grandmothers or their mothers. I so. think that there's a sense of fun with drag queens. Yeah, that that I think extends to what the B fifty twos were trying to do. I mean, it was. Pure party music, yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that there is a sense of camp to it. There's a sense of like this whole John Waters kind of yeah. vibe to it. Yeah, so, like in a yeah, really as soon fun as you mentioned way. that, John Waters came to mind too. Yeah. There's a great Slade podcast that compares the uh, Protean Athens bands of REM and and B52s and kind of tracks their career and what they did to what they both did to bring. Uh, indie music into mainstream and then did s- with such amazing success. Uh, think of the B-52s like, oh my God, you know, the number one karaoke song ever is probably Love Shack, you know, but this idea of this band that were total weirdos who just wanted to create goofy dance music that were able to break into actual um, pop charts, out of college charts like R.E.M. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a fun choice. Michael, what is your second choice? Uh, I'm going to stay in music. Robert Smith from The Cure. Oh, my God. We just talked about him last week on uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame snub. Mm. There is no one that is as dedicated to a look. <laughs> to a big, yeah. has been for 30-something years yeah. as he has. And God bless him through all of the fatness and yeah. all of the messy, scruffy, bearded mm-hmm kind of looks with the red lipstick and the dark eyeshadow and just the messy tangle of a bird's nest on his hair. Yeah. There's nothing more iconic to me than that yeah. man. He's kind of the Tommy Wiseau of, <laughs> of, of pop music. It was funny because like in his hair has kind of gone big and small throughout mm-hmm. the years. I mean, over 30 years, eventually you do get yeah. a haircut. But there was a time in like the mid-80s when him and every other member of the band all had the same big haircut yeah. like especially like the bassist Simon Gallup and Simon's hair was bigger than uh, uh, Robert Smith oh. for a little bit and you could I bet there was a part where it was like okay look I, mate I'm the big <laughs> haircut you're gonna cut it back and wear it in a ponytail and yeah um, if, it's funny uh, I talked about it last week. There's only room enough for one big hair in the band. <laughs> That's and right. I mean that quite literally. There's only room <laughs> can only on album covers. Yeah. I also think of of uh, lipstick and eyeliner too. Is, yeah, is his jam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think the, the rest of them dressed up as much in with that look, but definitely like the big hair was just kind of rocked throughout mm-hmm. the entirety of that group. But he still wears it. Like we saw him a few years ago, and. Simon Gallup is just like in shape. He's like, you know, 50 something years old, probably 60, the bassist, mm-hmm. short hair, cool looking rock and roll guy. And there's Robert Smith and just like his big blousy <laughs> Isle of Dr. Moreau <laughs> sort of like outfit. Yeah. Um, kind of, they didn't put the camera on him all that much. They kind of filmed him from far back. Not a lot of close ups of Robert Smith's face. 
He's starting to look a lot like what was that? Like movie a big, that... Ant, like a big ant. <laughs> <laughs> your aunt? You mean like like yeah, like your aunt, mom's sister? Aunt. Okay, yeah. like a big, your big aunt. That you're just like okay, there's, okay. There's Auntie Robert. Oh, oh she eats boy. her feelings, Auntie but, Robert. Uh, I don't know. It just big, he's, beautiful. He's starting player. to merge into that. That was that movie with a uh, oh with a uh, with Sean Penn where he played like basically the Robert Smith looking guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I he's never... starting to look at. He's starting to look like a parody of himself at this point. Do you think that's his real hair now? Yeah. Yeah. So? It's. Yeah. It doesn't look great. Okay. You know what I would love. You do, you wouldn't you wouldn't ha, the hair wouldn't look that bad if it was a wig. If it was a wig, you'd be like, uh, uh I'm going to do something about this. Can I'm we get my professional wig? Can we do a role play? Yes. Where please. we pretend which president is coming? That, no, back. no. <laughs> Who is I who want. had the biggest hair of all of the past presidents? <laughs> Unfortunately, well, I know that. Answer. <laughs> the uh, uh, I'd love to hear your first pick, Dolly Parton, sitting down with Robert Smith to talk about. <laughs> talking about hair. Well, look at you. Why you look really nice? Oh, it's, just, it's just really nice to meet you, Dolly. I've been such a huge. Fan no, I think you should keep it. It looks good. That's your look. Listen, darling. I just, I just always wanted. To Don't ever get up your big old hair. People wanted me to change, but it didn't. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> Ten minutes, Mister Smith. Oh, thank fucking god. <laughs> Richard, what is your second? All right, so I will stay in music as well, and also stay in the eighties. Uh, with a uh... good job, flock of seagulls. Nice hair. Oh wow! Mike score from the flock of seagulls. Wow. Um, you know, a man whose hair is literally a, an insult unto itself. <laughs> he calls him a flock of seagulls. You yeah. know exactly what, yeah. what he means. Mike, Mike Score, who was a hairdresser. Oh, he was. Before um, starting Flock of Seagulls. And the whole story behind it, and everyone knows, I'm not going to describe his hairstyle. Everyone yeah, knows what the Flock we know of the Seagulls thing. haircut so it looks like. Um, apparently, uh, when they first started out, um, his hairstyle was kind of accidental. He was trying to get oh, his... Man, no shit. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, it wasn't like he sat there and said, hmm, it'd look good if I look like a flapping seagull. He was trying to get Ziggy Stardust hair. Oh. He was doing all this work on it, and the uh, bass player was trying to get the mirror at the same time and put his hand on his head and pushed all of the hair mm. on the like top of his head, like the middle part, down mm. on accident when it was hairsprayed. And the hair stu- cut just sort of like stayed, and he thought that looks good. That looks aerodynamic. That's so funny. So I, I love I love those moments in life that are like these weird like intersection points, or like these weird like what would have happened if only this one thing. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of flock of seagulls flaming out because the guy didn't put his hand on his head. Yeah, and the guy didn't look like a total goofball. Yeah, of course he's bald now. Oh, yeah. If you, I, if you get, see pictures of Mike Score now, he is completely I bald. got to meet him at the Starlight Bowl a couple summers ago, and um, he his groupies are also a little Com- bit older. Completely bald. <laughs> yeah, completely bald. Um, it's, but, you know, he, he looked like he was having a blast. One guy with a keyboard. Oh, sure, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they're not together yeah. now, I don't think. No, yeah. But, I mean, his hair was basically, when you close your eyes, and you, if I ask you, think about new wave hair. Yeah. That's like the first thing you think of. Oh, yeah. It's such a goddamn ridiculous hairstyle. Yeah. Um, I just have to imagine that like he got so sick of having to go out in public with that hairstyle mm-hmm. that after a while, it was just like, please let us stop being famous. Yeah. 
let let the band break up and I can do solo stuff and I can just get rid of this damn thing on top of my mm-hmm. head. A little bit looks kind of like like nouveau Wolverine without the mutton chops yeah. aspect too. Yeah. Uh, what this? I thought that was somebody who looked like him. There was like an entertainer or some kid, child actor who had that same thing. Kajagugu? Lamal from Kajagugu. Yeah. Uh, I love that he ran a restaurant. He lives in uh, uh, Brevard County, Florida, and he ran a restaurant called the Legends Cafe in Cocoa Beach, which closed in t- 2008. Oh. Probably, probably because his hair get, kept it getting, kept in, kept kept getting, getting in <laughs> over that damn thing. Uh, there's something in my soup. Uh, cool. So uh, awesome. So we are at our halftime, and at this point, gonna invite you to join us out there on social media and let us know what your choices for uh, the best big hair are. You could also let us know what you think of past episodes by going on to iTunes, to uh, Stitcher, to SoundCloud, to iHeartRadio, to iMovie. You could go to Microsoft Paint. And you could open up a text uh, app and then just start typing and let us know what you think of our past episodes. Download, rate, and review. We'd love to know what you think. Uh, we'd also love to know that you, our conscientious listener, are supporting podcasting in general by going out and listening to other podcasts. And here's one of them that we like. Hi, I'm Erica. And I'm Billy. Host of Martinis in the Macabre, the podcast that covers all things murder, mystery, and mayhem. With some alcohol and dark humor thrown in for good measure. We'd like to invite you to the Martinis in the Macabre Cocktail Hour, where we'll delight you with the soothing sounds of gruesome murders, mysterious disappearances, the paranormal, dark folklore, and many more. Act now and we'll throw in Dancing Plagues for free. Yes, you heard that right. Dancing Plagues. So check out Martinis in the Macabre, available on most podcast apps and always at martinisinthemacabre.com. And we are back. Uh, we... French Schneider? <laughs> The mighty Carson art players are going to Floyd R. Turbo will now perform. You know, uh, Carson ripped off all those characters from Steve Allen, who probably ripped them off from vaudeville or something like that. Bur- burlesque. Yeah. Yeah. So we are back. Um, this is the Mount Rushmore podcast. We are discussing the Mount Rushmore of big hair. And so far, these guys have stuck to music, but I have a feeling that might not continue. Uh, Michael Winfield's third choice is? Uh, no, I might continue. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, if I was to say the name Christopher Martin, what would you mm. think of? Is he not Coldplay? If I was to say the name Christopher Reed, what would you think of? Oh, I got it. Kid but, and or play. Oh, if I okay. was to say kid and play, you immediately know yes, yes, that we're yes. talking about kid. Yes. We also immediately know that we are not talking about play. They no. just had those dreadlocky things, right? Yeah. Uh, play is the guy. We thought that he was is Theo the from guy yeah. with the biggest hair. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were a rap group from the '80s. Put yes. out four albums, but probably best known as uh, House Party. House Party. Yeah. Actors in you know teen comedy mm-hmm. stuff, but even more so, they're known as the guys that did that one silly dance, and the guy had you know hair that was uh, yeah. Three feet crazy lid, yeah, foot off the top of yes. his head, yes. You know, he it's not quite like an afro, it is something so unique 
of itself. It yeah. is a flat top plus. Yes. It is basically Marge Simpson esque, yeah. but totally not. It's mm-hmm. something that you can only do if you are in the entertainment industry. No, no one has that hair. No one, like, just normally you don't, even the people that are influenced by him don't take it that Yes. Long. Even you can if, see people from the 80s having kind of a big Robert Smith rat nest or big Dolly Parton bouffant hairstyle or... Oh, or yeah. ah, Here we go. Four score and seven years ago. Hold on, hold on. Let me take off my top hat. Oh, my God. All what? the way up. He's got a high fade. <laughs> What did you expect was going to be under my hat? I actually thought it might be some woodland creatures. <laughs> oh, no. I have a, combed up my hair into a, like a tall cylinder that sits on my head. Okay, got to go. Hey, guys, what's up? That was special. <laughs> that was incredible. But I, I, you're right. I mean, there were a lot of high fades in the 80s. Mm-hmm. There were no fades that were that high. No, it was pretty. So exactly. it's like basically, if you're in music or film or entertainment in general, you can do whatever the normal person does, but do it like fifty percent more. Um, you can exaggerate it, and it's fine. You look. What I find interesting about them as a duo is you need the guy to also have not hair. Yeah, like Millie Vanilli as a duo. Sure, they were forgettable just in terms of the music that they put out wasn't good and mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. liars and fake their singing music. Yeah. But they, their hairstyles were very much the same. Yeah. You could confuse Millie and Vinny yes. back and forth. Yes. With Kid and Play, there is no confusion there. There is the guy with the hair mm-hmm. and there's the guy without the hair. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped to d- define them as an image, something that you could market yeah. as much as anything. Didn't Simon and Garfunkel, Garfunkel had the hair. Right, yeah. Simon had, had the Jew afro. He had yeah. the big, the big, the yeah. big hair. Okay, you need big hair, small hair. Yeah, I had. I don't know why I looked this up. Kid and play, but I think they were backup dancers for Salt and Pepper at some point in their no, at the beginning of their careers, and so I think their stage image was crafted by being those people that needed to be visually interesting. And be so from behind the, the lead singers. I love them as like sculptural art pieces, or, yeah, or almost like topiary, yeah, uh, where <laughs> that's set up in your garden party where you can sit around and enjoy the food, <laughs> but then look around like, oh, there's a lion, or there, oh, that guy's hair is three feet. Off. I also think is that Chris Reed, uh, his performance. I remember seeing him in the house party and thinking he's actually a very charming guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like delivered a great performance for a kid who's just supposed to be. Uh, a musician turned, you know, out for this one movie. So, well, that's fun. Okay, uh, so Richard, your third. All right, so we are gonna finally get away from music. Okay, okay, and go into my bailiwick, sports. Oh, all right. Um, and we're gonna go with Oscar Gamble, specifically his 1976 Topps traded card <laughs> when he was trade, which is this set the Topps puts out. When uh, mid-season to kind of like take care of all the people who had been traded from one team to another. And he is the possessor of, I would argue, the most famous Afro, certainly in baseball history, if not all sports history. I will show it to you guys because I don't know that you're familiar with his work. Oh, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. How would you describe that, Jeff? It looks like Uh, someone else, someone put an Afro on top of, on on each side of his head. Yeah. And then a baseball cap on top of that. Yeah. It looks like if... 
Princess Leia was played by Aretha Franklin, or <laughs> if uh, Krusty the Clown um, had to go work in Detroit or something like that. I mean, you know, I don't know who made the baseball hats then. Maybe let's let's pretend it was New Era or nascent New Era mm-hmm. or whatever the name of the company. Just the power of that hat. Yeah. <laughs> To hold that down is incredible. The stitching on it must be like double, triple stitch just to like contain it. It must just be rattling. Because I will describe it to you. It is a giant afro, but then a a baseball hat on top of it. Mm -hmm. So it is pushing down just the top of his head. And this baseball hat looks like it's a good size bigger than it Mm. would otherwise have to be. Yeah. Just because of all of this bushy hair that it has to Mm -hmm. oomph down. What, What year is that? 1976. 76. So this, when I think of hair as, or dress, or one's appearance as a political statement, I think of a guy like James Brown going from a process from hair that has chemicals in it to a natural uh, look. Sure. And I wonder if ballplayers were also impacted by that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I I look at him and I think of two things. Uh, Ballplayers endure... A grueling, boring season. Mm-hmm. It goes on for forever, and you can see throughout the season they're just messing around with their hair. They're constantly it's growing long and scraggly, yeah. and they just beards are happening. Beard. They're mm-hmm. like ball players more so than any other like athlete in sport or baseball players. Like they just do crazy stuff because they're bored. Yeah, crazy mustaches, crazy facial hair, crazy beards. <laughs> this guy is. This guy had a hell of a season, but also I don't know if he's in the. Baseball Hall of Fame, but the sculptors have some work. I don't know yeah. if you sculpt from that. If, I don't know how you what like. Do you take like the most iconic look and put it in, or do you? Yeah. Or do you take the look of them when they retired? Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know what their process is. So here's the deal about it, here's the what deal about pick. Oscar Gamble. He was a very good player, not a Hall of Fame player, but a very good player. I think it's somewhat unfortunate for him that probably if you ask a baseball fan about Oscar Gamble, that's the first thing they're going to think of. Um, and the other thing is this was actually when he was traded to the, uh, Yankees and this was Steinbrenner's Yankees and those Yankees had a strict policy, you know, the, the Don Mattingly, no sideburns, um, Yankees of no beards, no long sideburns, no long hair and no afros. So Oscar Gamble, when he got traded to the Yankees, showed up at spring training, they told him about this. And to his credit, I guess, he didn't fight it. He just went and they actually, it was on a Sunday. So they had to find none of the barber shops in Florida and wherever mm-hmm. they Fort Lauderdale, yeah. I think, uh, were open. So they had to go and actually find basically a uh, a special local barber to come in on his day off to cut mm-hmm. off Oscar Gamble's hair. Wow. Um, so that's how much of a commitment he had to do. So <laughs> God bless you, Oscar Gamble. <laughs> Cool, the world of sports. We've got uh, rock stars and sports stars now, and Michael's final choice is what? Oh, I'm going to ruin all of this. Cousin It from the Adams Family. That's another double score Whoa! for Michael Winfield. Who's, who's uh, was, uh, that it was Anderson Dadu. Anderson Dadu, Anderson oh. Dadu chose Cousin Hit. There seems to be no collusion. No, I'm no collusion. Of, no collusion. Yeah, oh. I'm kind of suspicious myself. You're not exonerated, Michael. Cousin It was also a choice from Anderson Dadu, so it's another twofer. Uh, So it's automatically in, and it's a twofer. So, okay. Uh, I have to say that this wasn't originally on my list, but my dear wife, she threw it out there, and it was just like... Michael's got a wife and a dear wife. It was like, I love you. I love Cousin It. What what a great, ridiculous (laughs) choice 
a being that is made almost entirely of pure hair. Yes. The old uh, TV show. I didn't know that he was a creation of the TV show. Doing a little oh, bit he of wasn't a, he was he was not part he of Charles in Adams. A, the original Charles Adams comics. Oh. They created him to be, you know, one of the cousins of Gomez Adams. Mm-hmm. And he it, almost seems like an R. Crumb or Zap Comics kind yeah, of character. Yeah, like yeah. hippie kind of character. I, I think that he would often like the character in the roles would take on whatever they kind of needed for him. He he was the cool one in spite of his long <laughs> hair. And he had uh Or maybe because of it. Because of it. Yeah. Um What's her name that did uh, uh, the uh, who was Mrs. Adams Morticia? Uh, she did the voice for him. Oh, she did. She they just sped yeah. up her voice and you know did all that silly Why stuff. Why am I forgetting her name? She was in, Mup- in Munsters, I no, think. No, that's uh, Munsters. What's uh... Aston John Aston was oh. a furious sound of typing. Yeah, there. Janet Waldo. No, that's a series. Carolyn Jones. Carolyn Jones. Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston. I wonder if Angelica Houston went back and did the voice in the uh for the movies of him. I don't know. Anyway, cousin it is yeah. just again, I seem to the choices on here are like iconic and I don't know. There's something about him that is so just stupid looking. Yeah. yeah. But I love that the family as it exists is one that accepts weirdos. Yes. It is one that cherishes weirdos, that pushes them forward, and, um, man, mm-hmm. his hair. Good yeah. Stuff. A lot and, of conditioner. Yeah. Like, I just got a haircut. The best thing about a haircut is it doesn't take me long to wash my hair. I love it. <laughs> Whatever you spend on getting a haircut, you save on shampoo costs. Richard, yeah. Very nice. I'm shorn, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, no shampoo. We're going to play the bongos on Richard's head <laughs> after. Sure. I think also cousin it. Well, you did have it was interesting. You did have the flock of seagulls haircut last time we recorded, and now it's totally like you you shaved all the way down. This is actually just a, a one of those skull caps. Okay. Oh, it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I guess if you already have Uncle Fester who is bald, you probably need to do something different. Again, long than hair, that too. Big hair, short hair, big hair. Yeah, con- uh, there you go. Uh, our, our land is one built of contrast. Yes. Uh, okay, Richard, your final choice. Okay, my final choice is Marge Simpson. Mm. Right on. Um, so here's a brief list of things that have been found in Marge's hair over the years. <laughs> Money, mm. a cat, mm-hmm. a chicken, mm. a beach umbrella, mm. a checkbook, <laughs> a pencil. Also, it may ha- hide rabbit ears. Mm. Um, because TV tuner ears or actual rabbit? Actual rab- rabbit ears. Oh, okay. Because this was something that Matt Grading had this idea uh, when they first started the show. Because if you know his life in hell, yeah, 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 they yeah. have those like rabbit ear type things. Mm-hmm. Um, was that on the very last episode of The Simpsons, it was going to be revealed that Marge's hair was actually hiding giant rabbit ears. Wow. And everyone in the writer's room thought that was an incredibly stupid idea. Yeah. But I think nobody really wanted to tell him because that's your boss. Mm-hmm. Until the idea got to Sam Simon, who was one of the executive producers at the time. Yeah. And he basically yelled at Matt Groening about what a stupid idea that was, and we're not going to do that, and don't bring that up ever again. Oh, that's and funny. And Matt Groening kind of just shrank, and <laughs> it never actually happened. Um, Wait, he said at the last episode. Well, yeah, the, the very last episode of The Simpsons, it was supposed to be this, and they yeah. just decided it's not going to happen. Yeah, no. okay. Um Marge's hair, who is basically as long as Cousin It's hair when it's naturally down. Which I also didn't realize I'd forgotten this, that it's, she, she, she dyes it blue. 
because she went gray when she was 17. Oh. So that's why she dyes it blue. Um, I'm going I'm to cut in. Uh, I just looked up Marge Simpson rabbit ears. From the video game, they, they, if you look, there's a couple of sprites and spoiler things where she has rabbit ears, right? Yeah, if you electrocute her or she gets shocked, her skull underneath has like big rabbit ears. Right, so that was uh, like a little homage to the original. That's a nice little Easter egg. That's yeah. fun. Oh, what a... Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Marge is just this iconic character, and that's what you think about when you think about Marge Simpson is this giant yeah. bouffant. And I think that, that that bouffant kind of ties into her character, that mm-hmm. she's somebody who, you know, you look at the, the, like when she was in high school, some of the flashback episodes, she has this long, flowing, beautiful hair. Yeah. And she's kind of taken that part of herself away so she can be this like perfect try to be this perfect mom Mm -hmm. this hairstyle kind of i think symbolizes the difference between high school marge and pre-homer marge versus what she is today Mm -hmm. it also reflected um like a connection to her own mom who had the same sort of hair yeah and then uh yeah her sisters kind of had big hair too. Yeah, they all did. The VA family. A lot of big mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, do Patty and some of they have more like the Oscar Gamble? Yeah, a little hair, bit more, more frizzy than it is big. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that means we are Dunsville, right? So um, Michael gets four points two for <laughs> Dolly Parton and two for Cousin It because they were both. Chosen by Anderson Dadu. Anderson was very kind to submit some suggestions. Uh, he also suggested Claudio, Claudio from Coheed and Cambria. Uh, big whiff. Do yeah. not associate my name with Anderson. Going okay. Uh, Anderson is a good friend of Michael's, and they share a lot of the same tastes and opinions. And Ludicrous uh, was okay. uh, another one of his choices. So he's got a big lid. Okay, and then uh, because of a choice that derivated from uh, entertainment, Oscar Gamble. And so Richard's got... Three for that one. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, I feel for a brother like uh, Mick Score from Plaka Seagulls. That's his name, right? Scorer? Scorer. Yeah. Um, who's still keeping it going even though his hair has uh, left the building. Um, so those are the choices. This has been... The Mount Rushmore of Big Hair. But none of you guys chose Animal from the Muppets, which is the one I wanted. Uh, you could have chosen Animal from the nah, Muppets. Nah, nah, I, I got overrolls. Okay. That's true. Big Hair. That was the worst. Okay. Uh, I, as always, am Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. 